0: Hello hello Lauren. Hiya, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not bad on this blazing hot day. Yeah, it is a scorcher. <laughs> um, yeah, hello everyone, welcome, this is our Patreon episode. We're going to be covering the case of Susie Lampleau.
2: Yeah, it's a really good one I think. Um,
0: it's a fascinating one that never goes away.
2: Yeah, yeah, we talk mm-hmm. about that quite a lot, don't we? There's yeah. just some cases that stick with you.
0: That capture the yeah. public's imagination. Yeah. Um, usually because they're unsolved, mm-hmm. I suppose. This yeah. one is an unsolved case. God love her. Officially yeah. unsolved. Yeah, although it looks like it's been unofficially, unofficially solved. Yeah, I've There's solved it. I'm you're to going t- to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh there you are. Um. Yeah. So it was um the case of Susie Lampley, the 25 year old estate agent mm-hmm. from South London who went missing in 1986. Yep. Uh, Lauren, you was born in 1986. I wasn't was. You? I was. So she this was a bit before your time.
2: She was literally disappeared two days before my before birthday. Before you were born.
0: Yeah. How old uh, is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I was born earlier than you, so I remember this case. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Her name was a household name mm-hmm. for a long time. Everyone was working so hard oh. to try and find out what happened to her. Um, so, yeah, when... Um, last week, I think, one of my friends said that um, there was a documentary, a new documentary okay. made about it. So I thought, oh, I'll give that a, w- give that a watch. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, it sparked my interest in the case again, and obviously we, we decided to delve into it, didn't we? oh we cover yeah, it on this Patreon yeah. episode
2: it's another one that I haven't really, as you said really heard of, yeah, but when you recommended the documentary, oh, it was brilliant, absolutely fascinating.
0: yeah, it's a really good one, mm-hmm. isn't it? I think it was on channel four or five, I'm yeah, not sure, five, but there's quite a happy. few. I found about five or six documentaries mm mm-hmm. uh, while I was researching it, and um every single one of them come back to the same conclusion,
2: really, yeah. Okay. It
0: does. So, um, yeah, there's nothing much about <laughs> five, is there usually? <laughs> no,
2: definitely not.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, Lauren, do you want to um, talk us through Susie and her early life?
2: Sure. So, Susie Lampoo was born in Cheltenham but grew up in South London. And she was the oldest of three siblings.
0: hmm
2: Oh, sorry. It's just, I'm just thinking about her now. It's getting me a bit. It's just so sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really sad. Yeah, she was described as an outgoing woman. She was a qualified beautician and she worked on the QE2 cruise ship for a year, but she was in regular contact with her family.
0: Yeah, it's funny you should say that because when I was researching her, Mm -hmm. um, it turned out that when she worked aboard that cruise ship in Mm -hmm. 1982, also Steve Wyatt, the Suffolk Strangler, was also working on that cruise ship at the same time. Yeah, and um, I think the police did look into it once once he'd, um, you know, as a potential Mm lead once they discovered... You know that he was a uh, he, wow, he killed five sex workers, I think, uh-huh. in Ipswich in the early noughties, and um, yeah, so of course, they've, l- they've checked that land inquiry wow. because just in case he was stalking her and killed her, but they couldn't find any evidence. It looks like it was just one of those strange coincidences that you mentioned, yeah.
2: Well, Paul, yeah, Paul Britton wasn't wrong, was he? That yeah. you crossed paths with at least 10 killers in your time, yeah. like that, that's just.
0: That, um, yeah.
2: The coincidence there. Yeah,
0: it is, isn't it? So yeah. she, she was actually cross paths with a wow. future serial killer while she was working on the cruise ship. Yeah, that's just
2: mm. madness, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think i read as well that she was quite a really fit, athletic, mm-hmm. um, like an excellent swimmer. Wow. Yeah, really physically strong oh, okay. and fit and things like that. Yeah, I
2: think I see that. I mm. do think I see that. So after being on this cruise ship where she... Walked among. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she uh, decided she wanted a professional job. So, this is the 80s. You've got to think these power women are coming through oh, and yeah. they all wanted these professional, air quote, jobs mm-hmm. that it's going to like they're going to earn their own money. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's taking a step back from the housewifing of the mm. 70s and coming into their own women. Yeah. I think there was a lot of money to be made in yeah. the estate ages. Oh, there in definitely. The definitely. So, she decided she wanted. To work in an estate agents called Serges, and she walked on, seeing that they were hiring, walked mm. in and demanded a job, and wow. they hired that day, there <laughs> and then.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
2: And because she was a pretty face, mm. they stuck her in the front of the shop. Oh. yeah, oh.
0: yeah. trying so um, to entice, tra- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they put the uh, glamorous <laughs> young woman in the front. Yeah,
2: and apparently it worked really well. But oh. <laughs> I think it worked too well considering the case we're then going to discuss. You know, mm, yeah, that's a point. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. not nice, is it, when it sits with you for yeah, a minute and yeah. you think about that.
0: Yeah, if she was, if she was the victim of a stalker mm-hmm. and obviously
2: eventual kidnap yeah. victim,
0: yeah. Not yeah, nice, yeah.
2: is it? Mm. So on the day that she went missing, it was the 28th of July 1986. Okay. And two days later, an eager girl was born. <laughs> <laughs> so the 25-year-old left the <laughs> estate agents at 12.40 to meet a Mr. Kipper... At 31 Sheralds Road.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he, on her diary, it he had OS. And the meaning of OS means meeting outside the property.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So
2: it wasn't a full walkthrough. She mm-hmm. was meeting the whoever, yeah. client, outside the property. She took
0: the keys with her, mm-hmm. did she? So I suppose the intention was to show him around. Yeah. Um, but meet him outside. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we've also got three witnesses now. Okay. So we've got one seeing a car parked at Stephenage Road um one mile away from one foot it's uh, from 12:40 and it didn't move and it was there all day and it had her hat and purse in the car yeah so the car's at Stevenage road mm-hmm. road at 12:40 oh okay and it hadn't moved all day the woman, I think she was an elf's wife, mm-hmm. looking out onto the road and see the car mm-hmm. because she thought it was really particular that it was stationed where it was because it was just overlapping a garage.
0: Oh, yeah, parked really poorly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: so um, it just she noticed it straight away. Mm-hmm. So the second witness said uh, he passed Susie and a male figure holding champagne with ribbons on outside um, 31 Shevelled Road. Yeah. So there, yeah. So another witness has seen her mm-hmm. and a male figure mm-hmm. outside, and he was holding champagne with ribbons on.
0: So she's kept the appointment. Mm-hmm. She's in the right place at mm-hmm. the right time, and she's meeting a yeah. man who looks like a businessman. Yeah. who happens to be holding a bottle of
2: champagne. Yeah, and this witness was really good to describe who he see as mm-hmm. well. So they, this is where the police get there. What's it called?
0: Oh, like their artist impression yes. of him. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um. And then a th- the, and a third witness saw Susie getting a black left handed BMW with a male. Mm. When she didn't return to work, her, her employer then reported her missing. So we've got three sightings of her, mm-hmm. but that's it. I yeah. think there was a fourth but it was, uh, sighting, but it was sighting, but it was ruled out. Oh. And that was Susie's friend. Yeah, said they she see her driving about with a guy in a car,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but I think they ruled it out because I think they then thought it was another day it wasn't the day she actually went missing oh I see right yeah yeah Yeah. so there was four sightings of Susie yeah so yeah so that's all we really know like of her Mm day-to-day of what happened yeah for certain like for sure
0: I've got here there was another eyewitness account um a jogger okay who is nearby and, and he saw uh, there was a woman in black BMW, mm-hmm. like a dark BMW, and she was hitting the horn. If oh, you know, like, really? Trying to attract, attract attention, and he thought she was laughing. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, he realised she was probably screaming.
2: Oh no! Yeah, so I didn't that's, see that. yeah. That's oh no! Quite seriously,
0: that that account. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This man, he saw her. Oh no! Yeah, so
2: um, to be that jogger with the hindsight.
0: Yeah, that's why. That's what. It, that's what he said. Anyway, it looked like. She was mucking around, hitting the horn, Mm -hmm. but actually he realised afterwards it was Susie and that she was screaming trying to attract attention. That's what he said anyway. Um, Obviously, there's no great proof, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that's another quite reliable one.
1: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
0: um yeah so the police they're desperately trying to find this mr kipper mm-hmm. i think they did eventually track down this um belgian man wasn't yes. it? i think um he had a black bmw he'd left it he'd abandoned this black bmw they tracked him down found out he was called mr kipper they're like bingo we've got a yeah. man they checked him it wasn't
2: he no <laughs> i mean well, they were a lot she, of wasn't that her friend as well i'm not sure to be honest Oh, that's ringing a bell. Something mm. about, or it was an anagram maybe of her friend's name that lived down the same road.
0: Mm.
2: And I'm sure it was like a Mr Keeper and he was ruled out as well because mm. he was in Belgium. I think that's yeah. him. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah,
0: right, yeah. Yeah, I think this man, he just like abandoned his BMW, the police are looking around. Oh, no. Realised that it's registered in Belgium. They track him down mm-hmm. he's called Mr Keeper. I think it's like Oh, yes, K-E-I-P-E-R. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it was nothing to do with him. No. Um, but, yeah, you can imagine the elation at that point. I'm mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we've got him, we've got mm-hmm. our man. Because you'd think so, wouldn't you? Back in the the right yeah. name. But yeah. no, they couldn't make it fit. They just... It wasn't him, so... Oh, no. Yeah, so, um... So, yeah, that was that. Um, in the meantime, well, since then, well, there's been lots of documentaries. Even the p- police have come out and named the, their number one suspect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, literally, they've always said this man... Their prime suspect has been John Cannon. Right. Um he was a convicted uh, rapist at the time of Susie's disappearance. Yeah. So he had been serving 5 years in prison for rape. Mhm. Um 3 days before Susie was um kidnapped. Mm-hmm. He was released. He was on day release from Wormwood Scrubs, which is about a mile or two from Fulham.
2: Oh.
0: From where she uh, about 3 miles from where she worked. Yeah. And I think there was some eyewitness accounts saying they'd seen a man like, that lingering around watching her through her the window of the... Um,
2: really? Of the state agents? Yeah, yeah wow. that's
0: right. But, but there's all sorts of little bits and pieces like that. You'll find a, a relative said Susie had confided to say that she'd met a man from oh, Bristol. Oh, the uncle. Yeah, yes. The, yeah, that she'd met mm-hmm. a man from Bristol and he turned out not to be very nice and she was getting quite scared yeah. of him and things like that. So. I don't know all sorts of little snippets like that mm-hmm. which when you put them together kind of adds up to yeah. this it points this man as well yeah. on their own they don't mean anything no. but when you add them all together there was, there's a, a heap of circumstances yeah. against him not enough to prosecute though and he won't admit it he was um, on a
2: dating videotape wasn't he
0: yeah so on that documentary they showed that dating mm-hmm. videotape and um, yeah he's completely lying he's saying he's a businessman and he's got a suit on and stuff mm-hmm. like that and he was unemployed you know yeah job. And the funny thing is that the um, dating agency never sent it out to any potential. Oh, really? So they they had to feel there was something wrong with him. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, so that's very, that's very ethical. Mm. they do have a decent screening service, and they just they just didn't didn't think they they felt something was wrong. Ah, Felicia, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, this John Cannon, he um he's he's listed of offending goes back to age fourteen, right. So, uh, yeah, he was um, he was convicted of indecent assault mm-hmm. in um, a place called Erding, Erdington, which is near Sutton Coalfield. Right. Which is where he's from. Sutton Coalfield mm-hmm. is like, quite near Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So it's them sort of people, that sort of accent, that yeah. Birmingham accent, that's that where he, he yeah. originates from. Mm-hmm. But he moved around to Bristol and then he ended up in London. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, so he was in London in prison at the point of Susie's disappearance. Um yeah, so um in 1978 he had uh, he'd got married, he had a child, but they split up in 1980. he mm-hmm. He'd got a new partner, Sharon Major, and when she tried to leave him, he assaulted her and tried to murder her. Oh no. Um in 1981 this was really nasty actually. This is the crime that he was doing prison mm-hmm. time for um, in Wormwood Scrubs mm-hmm. in March 1981 he uh, raped a woman at knife
2: point oh no so she
0: owned a like a wool shop a knitting shop yeah Jean was her name and he's seen her gone in there like um, didn't realise her mum, her mum's come in as well so he's locked the door tied both of the women up oh um, she's looking after her 17 month old baby at the same time as she's looking after the yeah. shop um, and he makes her take her clothes off, and then he rapes her in front of her baby and her mum. Oh, mom. that's awful. Um, and he threatens the baby. like He
2: oh, literally threatens no. the baby
0: with the knife yeah. to make her comply. That's awful. So, yeah, for this crime, he gets eight years, but they let him out in five. So let's presume that this is... this is Well, we know it's suspect number one. Let's mm-hmm. presume that this man is the murderer yeah. of Susie Lampleau. Three days after they let him out on the um, day release... Into the work experience mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah. He, um, yeah, three days, yeah, days, is. three days, yeah,
2: yeah. A joke, an absolute joke, yeah. He's not learned a lesson, he's no, continuing. he's gone straight out, and yeah, carried,
0: carried on, and he hasn't stopped. So, Susie's um crime happens at the end of July 1986. Mm-hmm. We're moving on to October 1986, yeah. Um, he rapes a person, a woman at Knife Point in Reading, right. Um, yeah, September 87 was the dating agency video. <laughs> he even used an alias, John Peterson. Didn't oh. even use his whole name. Um, in October 1987, he attempts to adopt um, a woman in Bristol, her name's Julia Holman, mm-hmm. um, in her car. Right. At gunpoint. But she managed to get away. Good. Thank God, she manages yeah. to get away. Um, 29th of October... No, sorry, beg your pardon. The follow, yeah, the following night. So mm-hmm. obviously he's been scuppered. Mm-hmm. The follow on the seventh of October. On the following night, on the eighth of October. Yeah. There's a 29 year old woman called Shirley Banks who's just doing out doing a bit of shopping in uh, shopping centre in Bristol. Yeah. Um she arranged to meet her husband for a drink after at about eight o'clock. She never made it.
2: Oh no. Um, he
0: abducted her, and her husband was just left. He checked every single bar in the whole area. Couldn't find her. Um, eventually. I think he called the police. The next day, he called, the, um, he called her work to assault. see if they'd heard. And her work said, oh, yeah, she phoned 15 minutes ago. said so she don't mm. feel well. She's not coming in. So, um, obviously, uh, he must have forced her to say that, oh, to call no. him sick. Yeah. Um, 29th of October, there's a knife, knife, assault at Knife Point on a shop assistant in Leamington Spa, mm-hmm. and he was caught and arrested. They searched his BMW, and they found rope and an imitation gun. Oh no. Can you imagine that? Like so he's it driving
2: a black BMW?
0: Yeah, he's driving a black BMW only a year after, mm-hmm. and he's got a rope in it and an imitation gun.
2: Nice. Bastard.
0: Um, they find, they search him, they find um, Shirley Banks' car tax disc. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know, do remember years ago you yeah. used to have to get a little circular piece of paper yeah, in and the put front it in of your the window? Yeah, yeah. Put it in your windscreen. So, for some reason, he's got that in his BMW. That is a bit odd. So, then they re-arrest him for, for the disappearance of Shirley Banks. They still haven't found her body, but they're presuming that she's been murdered. Oh. Um, and then, a couple of days later, they find Shirley Banks's Mini. He took her Mini, re-sprayed it. Oh. And, um, and he changed the number plate. Um, yeah, very strange. I don't know why he had her car, but he did. He had mm-hmm. her car. So, yeah, they've re arresting him for Banks' disappearance. They put him in a lineup. And Julia, you know, the mm-hmm. first lady that he tried to mm-hmm. abduct at gunpoint, she picks him out in the lineup. Yeah. So that's good. They've got a nice eyewitness one. Sorry then to they, interrupt yeah, quickly. On. Yeah.
2: on the number plate, this is why they think they're connected. Have you got this? Yeah. Oh, go on. You carry on then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, the number. Yeah, so he'd stolen and resprayed the mini mm. and he changed the number plate to SLP386. So SLP, because obviously it would be Lu- Susie Lambo's. Lump- yep initials mm-hmm. and then um they thought the three might relate to that he'd killed three women that mm-hmm. year in the year of 1986 mm-hmm. um or they thought it could possibly be coordinates on a ordnance survey map so yeah. they checked there as well but they couldn't find anything oh. um yeah so he seems like he likes to play games believe leave clues Yes,
2: yeah. it's very strange bit of mercy, isn't it yeah bit narcissistic, narcissistic. yeah narcissistic i couldn't say it, sorry
0: <laughs> they found a thumbprint from his uh, flat on a document mm-hmm. and then they charged him, like a uh, Shirley's fingerprint. Right, okay. A uh, Shirley's thumbprint, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, six months after she went missing, they finally found her body in oh. a place called Dead Woman's Ditch.
2: Oh, God. So, what's
0: that? Oh, so no. Rude, it? Um, the pathologists examined the body, obviously, six months in a ditch. Yeah, I bet dread to think. Yeah, um, but yeah, they found out that she had been killed with blows to the head with a rock.
2: Oh, gold.
0: Um, yeah, uh, his ex girlfriend came forward and said that he'd mentioned that he knew where Susie Lampler was buried, and it was at a place called Norton Barracks. Mm. I think eventually the police did check there, but there was no trace of right. her. So he does, he kind of wants people to believe that he had done it, but then mm. he doesn't actually. So yeah, maybe maybe is, he didn't. It? He just wants them. I don't know. Authority really, of That's it. why it's, so, it's such an intriguing yeah. case. There's no, um, there's no closure, is there? No. This is the trouble. Um, yeah. So he, um, when they found that when they when they found the stolen car, the stolen mm. mini in his lockup, he said that he had bought it from a Bristol businessman, right. and this businessman was also responsible for murdering Shirley, Bank, Shirley Banks. Susie Lampleau and one other girl. When asked by the policeman, are you the businessman, he said yes, but then he quickly retracted. Oh. No. So basically, he's implicating himself there again, isn't he? Yeah. Because there's there's actual proof that he was the murderer of Shirley Banks, but he's also yeah. saying that he killed, the person that killed Shirley Banks also killed Susie Lampleau and one other girl. And he
2: calls himself a businessman in the dating agency yeah, video. A crystal yeah, a businessman.
0: Yeah. Exactly. He always impersonates a businessman yeah. when he's on the pool. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, he's a he's a funny one. If he if, if he is innocent of it, why does he constantly yeah drop hints that he's
2: yeah responsible? I, I, quite strange. I believe he uh, has done it. I really mm. do. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So that's that. Really. So yeah. Nineteen. I think it was nineteen eighty nine. He was. Uh, he had a life prison sentence mm-hmm. put on him. So um, and he's due for parole this year, two thousand and
2: twenty two. Bringing it up to recently. Yeah. You know, he's, he's seriously ill now. Yeah, I read that. And Susie Lempu's parents are begging mm. for, or a family, maybe not parents because they both have passed away, sorry, yeah. her siblings are begging him for a confession on his deathbed. Mm. Which, unfortunately, as of yet, they haven't got.
0: Yeah, so if he doesn't know anything, now's the time to spill the beans. Away, oh, 100%. Isn't it? Yeah, so um, it says, well, we've... <coughs> excuse me oh bless you <laughs> um, yeah so as we said her body was never recovered yeah. and she was legally declared dead precisely seven years after mm-hmm. the day she disappeared so um, July 93 oh lover. her um, her mum like her mum was really involved in trying to, to catch her murderer mm-hmm. and was also set up the Susie Lampleau Trust yeah um, which is great. It's a brilliant thing. It's it's just all about safety in workplace for women. Oh, brilliant! Um, st- uh, stalking. There's quite a lot about things like that, stalking training. Oh, that's fantastic, Connor. Yeah, personal yeah. safety, stand up against harassment, and um, oh, look, they are IBAs as well. So oh, yeah, wow. they did a hell of a lot. They really did. Um, but yeah, there's some really sweet testament- testimonials on here as well. And um, like, for instance, on the d- on the Thursday after. She disappeared, so mm-hmm. she disappeared on the Monday. Um, Diana and Paul, her mum mm-hmm. and dad, went on television and they said, like uh, her mum said, I feel she's shut up somewhere, that she's been held against her will. I feel that because she hasn't contacted us. Cause yeah. As you said, she's constantly in contact yeah. with her family. She's a very strong, fit lady. She should be able to cope with most situations. I love her. Um, yeah, exactly. And then um, this, this really <laughs> choked me up actually last night. says here as the media interest was building up sacks of letters were being delivered to the Lampleau home some were from friends who were praying for them for instance it seems so particularly unjust a thing to happen to a family which has always shown care and love for others especially in their distress and other letters were from strangers who had met Susie so you can imagine she's like a city girl about town Mm -hmm. she's here there and everywhere meeting people and her mum and dad aren't really aware of Yeah. so this couple felt compelled to write to her mum and dad and they've said here um, Susie bought my green Renault off me and she struck my husband and I as a smashing girl oh, isn't that sweet that literally yeah. like made me well up I just yeah. thought what a waste of a life 25 oh, years no. old touched everyone she met
2: oh it's awful. but obviously
0: having that kind of charisma and that beauty because she was a, a stunner yeah we'll we'll attract the wrong people yeah. as well as the right people. Yeah. And putting her in the front window of that um estate agent. Ah,
2: oh, yeah, I think it was a hindrance more than a help by the sounds of it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it um maybe that put her in the line in the in the um yeah. line of the predator. Line of, of the of stalker, fire, yeah. In the line of fire yeah. Yeah, of the stalker. Yeah, definitely.
2: Oh, love her.
0: Yeah. And then it says here, um um, despite police reconstruction and extensive media coverage, mm-hmm. like I say, there was like so much sat- press yeah. saturation about this case. No information was forthcoming. And her mum wrote five years later, there's not been a single trace of her, nothing. Just as though she'd been erased by rubber. And it's true. It's literally like she's wiped off the face of yeah. the earth on that, on that Monday afternoon in July.
2: Wow. Yeah. Untrue, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely but it's such, it's such a
0: good, it's such an interesting case. The fact that that man, if he is a murderer, mm. why won't he just admit let it. people have closure? Oh, no. But you get that, you do get that. There's that thing, thing going through, isn't there? Called Helen's Law, mm-hmm. um, where they are trying the mum of a murder victim whose body's never been found. They're yeah. trying to say that these men should never be allowed to be eligible for parole no, until, until they admit. They it. Yeah. admit where the body is yeah
2: which I think is 100% right there should Mm. be no leniency if they're not going to admit it
0: yeah definitely because they're not showing that they've they're sorry for what they've done so they shouldn't be let out they clearly haven't been rehabilitated they're not showing any remorse
2: no and it's a control thing as well that narcissistic sorry it is it is
0: absolutely that Documentary, control they showed hold, um, a couple it? of interviews, didn't they? Police mm-hmm. interviews with, with that yeah. man, with that John Cannon. Yeah. And he's a very controlling character. Yeah. He was even managing to control the police interview.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, kept directing it away. He wanted it to go, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah. He was very aggressive as well. Yeah. I that come across in yeah. the way he was oh, 100%. Himself.
2: 100%. Mm. Yeah. Nasty bit of work.
0: Yeah, so that was... Um, so yeah, that was that that was our case. That was yeah. the case of Susie Lamplugh and her disappearance yeah, all those years her. ago. Just think she's she's been gone longer than she was alive now. Yeah. And like Poor you say, thing. her parents have passed away, still not not being able to bury their child. No. Um no. Although this must have been a comfort. You look on this dot Org, and there's so much work gone into it. Yeah, it's It's lovely. a massive setup. And um, yeah, I'm sure Susie would have been so proud of her mum for all that she's done. Yeah, her Dad, what they done since. Definitely. I should imagine the work that they've done has saved a hell of a lot of other women mm-hmm. from being put in that position I think from that time on they, they made it um, like legislation or something like that where we, where you couldn't have a female estate uh, agent showing a property okay. alone yeah. so they'd go in pairs yeah. to protect them
2: which is right really isn't it yeah shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't need it, but.
0: Yeah, it's just like safeguarding, isn't yeah. it? Putting safeguards in place because in the 80s there wasn't that much safeguarding no. going on. There wasn't really no. a lot of health and safety at all, was no. there? Especially in an office, I wouldn't have thought. So, um, yeah, they've done such great work there.
2: Oh.
0: Anyway, so, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. That was the case of Susie Lample. Yeah. Take care.
2: Bye bye. for now. Bye. Bye
0: bye.